0: heaven has for you will all soon soon un- Proverbs chapter 18, this morning, Proverbs chapter 18, it's good to be in the Lord's house, it's been a good service, y'all glad to be here? All right, can y'all smile real big and pretty, I know y'all got it, didn't you? Isn't the Lord good? Isn't He great to us? And I know we've come this morning to recognize our seniors, but I want you to know that God has a purpose and a reason for everything, and God can get you here for a senior, He can get you here for anything. But at the end of the day, it may be just to save your soul. It may be to touch you in some way, in some fashion. And I hope and pray that this message will be a blessing to you. And I want to charge our graduates this morning in this sermon. And if you're graduating and you're going off, please pay attention. I want you to listen to this sermon because this sermon is a charge. Uh, if you've been out of college for lots of years, I won't say how long. Uh, but this sermon's still for you. Uh, this sermon is for everybody in this place. Uh, and I know we've stood up and sat down a lot, but I want to ask you to stand up again. One man said, that's a standingness and sittingness bunch of people I've ever seen. But if there's anything worth standing up for, it's the reading of God's Word. It's worth us honoring and reverencing this morning. Proverbs eighteen twenty four, One verse, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend... "...that sticketh closer than a brother." Dear Heavenly Father, I'm glad that I have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I've had lots of friends come in and out of my life. I've had lots of friends that have done me the wrong way and done bad things to me. I've had friends that have been great, that have been there. But I have a friend that stands above all friends. And I thank you for that friend named Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being that friend that sticks closer than a brother. When nobody knows the pain, you know the pain. When nobody knows the tears, you know the tears. When nobody knows the thoughts, you know my thoughts. You know every hair on my head. And when everybody else have turned against me, you've always been there. And I praise your name for it today, Lord. As these kids leave their homes and they go off to college, they're gonna need a friend. Lord, I know they got lots of friends, and I know they've got lots of friends in this world. But Lord, I pray that You surround them with good, godly friends. Lord, I pray that You would give them friends that would bring You honor and glory. But most of all, I pray that they would take their best friend with them everywhere they go. And Lord, that is Jesus Christ. Lord, they're going to need Him more than they ever have. I love You and I praise You. Bless this sermon. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning about friendship. And I prayed this morning about where God would lead me to preach to these graduates, to preach to all of you. And this is where God led me to. I want to charge you graduates, but I want to charge everybody in this place on the subject of friendship. And I, I kind of began to think and begin to pray, why is friendship so important at this time when you're graduating, you're leaving home because as I look back in my life, and there was about 500 of us that graduated in West Monroe High School in my class. And there was a bunch of my graduates, I had no idea who they were, but there was a bunch that I did know. And I had lots of friends. And I, as I began to pray and think in my life, the friends that God brought in and out of my life, I understand and realize, as I look back at that moment now, how influential those friends were. In my life. And so many times I never thought that it was that important that anybody that would, you know, wanted to hang out and wanted to be friendly to me, I was going to be friends with them. And my mama always taught me you better be careful who you run with, you better be careful who you hang out with, you better be careful who you call your friend. And I always dismiss that, but as I look back in my life, and I go back to some of the biggest mistakes that I made in my life, as I take you back to that place and that point, we would find some not-head boys there in that place that helped lead me down that road. And I find a lot of times that we begin to go down the road that our friends take us down. And sometimes we are so easily influenced by others. And I'm telling you, at this point in time in your life is so important because the decisions you will make in the next three or four years may affect you for your entire life. You're deciding the career that you're going to take. May I tell you that you need to know what God wants you to do more than anything in your life. This is an important time in your life. This, Hey, you may find the one you love in the next year or two. You may get married. You say, no, preacher, I'm not going to get married. I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do this. Let me tell you something. You better make sure you got God on your side. Because you're going to make some important decisions the next few years that will affect you for the rest of your life understand that God needs to be as big and as real in you as He's ever been. He needs to be a part of every decision you make. He needs to be a part of every class. Every class you go to in that college, you take Jesus with you. Every decision you make, everything you go through, every trial and every valley, and when the things are rough and things are tough, understand that you got a friend that's sticketh closer than a brother. Mama may not be there, and Mama don't like that, by the way. Daddy may not be able to be there, but Mama and Daddy, may I remind you, Jesus can go with them. And when you can't be there like you used to be, the Holy Spirit of God can go be with them. And I don't know about y'all, but I praise the Lord for that comfort. I praise the Lord for that. I want us to look this morning at the subject of friendship. And number one, I want us to look at the need of friendship. The need of friendship, number one, it is a natural desire. And the uh, psalmist said, this is probably one of the saddest verses in the Bible, but he said, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me, but no man cared for my soul. I don't know about you, but it's kind of sad to think, to live in this life without any friends to not have anybody that cares about you, that nobody to talk to, nobody to share life with. And David said, I looked around on my right hand and my left. There was no man there, and no man cared for my soul. Isn't it amazing that when we're born in this world that we have a natural desire for other people around us. We have a natural longing to have a friend. To have somebody there that you can talk to. To have somebody there to live life with. To have somebody there to share things with. I want you to know that growing up, some of the fondest memories of my childhood revolves around some of my best friends. I'm telling you, it's awesome to have good friends. But what amazes me is how we're naturally born to want people around us. And sometimes people struggle, children struggle making friends. That's why the anti-bullying campaigns and all of these things in school go on and the teachers stress and stress and stress because there are some kids that get in there and it's hard for them to make friends. And it's tough on them to make friends because there's that natural longing. Everybody longs to have somebody. And if you're sitting there today and say that I could be a hermit crab and leave me alone and I want to live life by myself and don't don't mess with me, I, I just got to believe there's a lie in there, okay? Because I believe somebody, everybody wants somebody around them. There's nothing greater than having a spouse, a wife to share life with. She's my best friend. Boy, I got me some points this morning. My family... The friends around me, I praise God for them. I couldn't imagine living life by myself. That natural longing to have somebody to be there for you, to be with you, to encourage you, to lift you up. That natural desire is there. And while I thought that that natural desire was to fulfill the friends around me, to go out and to find all the friends that West Monroe, Louisiana could give me, That wasn't really what I was longing for. Even though I longed for companionship, I realized that desire was going after somebody that wasn't on this earth anymore. May I tell you, that natural desire that was within my heart was for Jesus Christ. And while I had a desire for other people along with that, that desire was to reach out to a friend that is greater than all. And His name is Jesus and I understand today that when I was born in this world, that natural desire to fit in and to be, to, to be accepted somewhere, it wasn't to be accepted into the groups at school. It wasn't to be accepted into the cliques. But praise God, it was to be accepted into the family of God. And that natural longing that you have and that natural longing to have people around you, let me tell you, you fill your life with people, but you can fill it up and fill it up with everybody you want to. If you don't have Jesus, Jesus, in your group and in your heart and in your life, you are lacking somebody. Because Jesus is that friend that's sticketh closer than a brother. Not only is there a natural desire, but there's a natural dependency. We naturally depend upon other people. We depend upon friends. I remember growing up, I have some, uh, if y'all remember the lady that came and sang that night, Uh, from, from Hyde Park in West Monroe that just brought the house down did beautiful. Her husband was my best friend growing up, and we just grew up. And I couldn't tell you how many times in my life that I just naturally depended upon that friend, and he did the same to me. And there's people in this room right now that just naturally I would gravitate to to depend upon. If I need something, if I need help, I know there's some men and women in here that I can call right now. Because this life that we live is tough, and you cannot live it by yourself. And there will be some natural dependencies that you will come upon in your life that you are going to naturally need some help. And you're going to need some people to lean upon and look to. And at this time, you're at a pivotal point in your life, graduates, because when you go off to college, if you get your dependency set upon the wrong person, it can mess up your life. It can mess up your life. You have that natural dependency that I need some help. You make sure you pick the right help. You make sure you find the right friends. You make sure, because you're going to need your friends, and you make sure that you pick the right friends that are given the right advice. Hello? We naturally depend upon people. I said it. Naturally, I needed a friend. I didn't know the whole time it was Jesus. (laughs) Naturally, I depend upon my friend, and his name is Jesus. While I lean upon my family and I lean upon my friends, may I tell you there's some shoulders that are greater than the shoulders of my family. There's some shoulders that are stronger than the shoulders of my friends. May I tell you that Jesus can handle anything I throw at him. And no matter what I go through in my life, my Jesus, my best friend, can get me through. Let me tell you something. When you get into college and you get in those bad times, understand that your friends may turn their back on you, but Jesus never will. He never will. You can depend upon Him. There's natural dependencies that come along with friendship. I want you to notice number two. The hazards of friendship. Notice in Job 19. If y'all heard this title, you probably heard that I was going to go to Job eventually. And man, you won't talk about some bad friends. Job had some bad friends. But at the end of the day, they were good friends. They are just doing what came natural to them, but they gave bad advice. And I want you to understand this. When you go picking friends and having friends, understand, even though you need friends, understand there's some hazards of having friends. Job 19 and 19 all of my inward friends aboard me, and they whom I loved are turned against me. I have learned this. It's not easy. It's not easy to comprehend or understand, but I've learned this. You can spend a lifetime of building a legacy, a lifetime of building a foundation of friends, and you can lose it just like that. I have understood in this life that you can go through and you can build all of this group around you, and you can lose that group just like that. Job had all the friends, had all the family, had everybody that he thought he needed. And all of those people were taken away from him. Let me ask you something today. What if today that you stand up and you say, Brother Josh, I've got this friend, that friend, that friend, that friend, that friend, that friend. that friend. I've no people. I got people on my side. Well that's that's awesome. Man I man I know everybody. I'm the most popular person in, the, in in our graduating class. I'm telling you everybody likes me. Well good for you. Man that's good. But may I tell you? Life could change today. And let me tell you the hazards of having friends. Let me just tell you there is some problems that comes along with having friends. And the reality of it is, is the lack of ability that your friends have. You see, Joel needed some things from his friends that his friends could not give him. Understand today that your friends can help you in a lot of ways, but your friends could also hurt you because they lack the true abilities that you need in your life. The help you need today does not really come from a man, but the help we really need today comes from heaven. Amen? And our friends and our family, they can help us, they can love on us, but at the end of the day, there's a line, there's only so far they can, they can go because they lack the ability. Micah 7-5 says, trust ye not in a friend, put ye not confidence in a God. You be careful trusting friends. You be careful putting your trust and your, man, all you got in people, because let me tell you something. If you hadn't learned this, people will let you down. And I think this is what got Job. The people that he thought would stand by him didn't stand by him when everything was good. His own wife said, you curse God and die. (laughs) You get on away from me. I don't want nothing to do with you no more. Everybody turned their back on him. When everything was good, they were there. Everything got bad. They took off. Because they lacked the ability to handle what Job was going through. May I tell you, i got a friend that's got all the ability in the world. Huh! Woo! Ain't that good? Huh. I need wisdom. I come to some of y'all. Man, I, oh, I'm going through this. I need help. Shame on me if I don't go to Jesus. There's nothing wrong with going to people. There's nothing wrong with getting advice. But if I avoid going to Jesus and seeking His wisdom, because let me tell you something, my friends and my family lack the ability, especially compared to Jesus Christ. He's got all the ability in the world. But I want you to know something else. In the hazards of friendship, it's the lack of faithfulness. Paul said at the end of his ministry, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. May I tell you, there's nothing worse than having your friends and your family turn their back on you. The day that I got my heart right with Jesus... On August the 17th, 2004, I was saved as a 13-year-old boy, but I started following Jesus when I was 20 years old. And I got behind Him and got dedicated to Him. And I knew that day when I gave my life to Jesus, and I said, I'll be a preacher, I'll be anything you want, just don't bring me back here. I knew at that moment that I was going to lose every friend that I had. I had friends, every world, every friend this world could give, I had. And I had everything going on. I'm telling you, it was all good. But you go tell them that you're going to be a preacher of Jesus Christ, and your friend's not going to call you out for Friday night beer drinking. <laughs> it ain't going to happen, okay? You tell them that you love the Lord and you're going to serve the Lord, and those people that you thought was your your foundation, they're going to begin to run off. And they're going to flee from you. And may I tell you, within about a month of surrendering to preach, I lost every friend that I ever had. And my very, very best friend, I lost. And I'm sitting here thinking, Jesus, what in the world is going on? I can't believe you did this to me. That's what I thought like a dummy. I can't believe here I am serving you and everybody just left me. But what I didn't know is he was saying, Josh, hold on. I'm bringing some more to you. Because here was my problem. I had friends I didn't need to have. And I had some influences around me that I didn't need in my life. And God was doing me a favor. <laughs> By running them down the road. I love them today, I'll call them today, I'll talk to them today. But we're not going to go down the beer joint and drink beer together. I tell you that. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And God has blessed me. And boy, I was holding on, holding on. I was bored to death. And God began to bring godly friends in my life. Y'all know Brother Michael Carter. That's the first one God brought in my life. I don't know if I consider that a blessing or not. But I'm telling you, God began to bring godly people into my life. And before you know it, He brought this precious, blonde-headed, pretty woman into my life. Here are more points this morning. And I'm telling you, God began to put people in my life that I needed. Because I realized before that I had people in my life that I didn't need. And you say, preacher, how do I know if there's people in my life if I need or don't need? Follow Jesus today and watch what happens. And if you follow Jesus and you stand for the Lord and you do what's right, I promise you, you will test your friends. And you will see the friends that you need and don't need. And if you lose everyone, you hold on because God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. He gave me the best friend of my life because I kept him number one. I want you to look in Proverbs eighteen twenty four, And I want to look back at our text and I want to finish right here. And can I just preach for a minute? Can I, can I just cut loose and preach a little bit? Let me tell you about the model friend this morning. I'm not even in the right place. I'm so fired up. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. But listen. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. May I tell you there's a model friend that displays love greater than any love you've ever seen. And I've had friends to do some mighty things for me. I've had friends give me their shirt off their back. I've had friends bring their meals to my home and give me the meals they were going to eat. I've had friends do all kinds of stuff for me. But the Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. May I tell you the greatest display of love and affection from a friend is my friend Jesus. When He laid down His life for me, there's a lot that may take some for me. There's a lot that may that, that may get some trouble off my back. There's a lot that may be there for me. But no man has ever been willing to die for me other than Jesus Christ. There's nobody that ever was willing to take the punishment of my sin. Let me tell you something. Me and my friends would run around and would act like hooligans, but time I got to the house daddy done fat man he knew everything and I didn't know it and he done found out and I got back and boy we've all been in trouble and he said come on boys it's whooping time and before I knew it I was the only one there them friends whoo 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 they gone huh. I was the only one there to take it Jesus said I'll take it for you Josh you're a sinner you deserve to die, you deserve to go to hell, let me tell you something. I'll take your sin for you, and I'll go to Calvary, and I'll pay the price on your behalf. I've had some friends do some awesome stuff, but not as great as what Jesus has done for me. That's the only man I've ever met in my life that was willing to die for me. He became poor so that I could become rich through Him. I ain't never seen anybody set His kingdom to the side in order to save my soul. I ain't never seen anybody willing to become a lowly servant when he should have been a roaring king so that I can be saved. Boy, what a friend. If y'all don't know this friend, y'all better find him this morning because he displays love greater than any friend. You want friends with benefits? Trust in Jesus today. I'm telling you, there's benefits of knowing Jesus Christ. There's benefits of knowing Him and being best friends with Him. Oh, He's my friend. Oh, I know Him. Oh, that's my friend. Oh, man, with that friend, man, you can get all this. He's popular. All this. Let me tell you something. When you make Jesus your friend, you've got heaven on your side. I know that's bad English. That's good preaching. <laughs> I know. Hey, man, I know that person. Let me tell you something. I know Jesus. He owns more than anybody. He's got more than Trump or Bill Gates or any of them. He's more popular. He's greater. He's better. He's more faithful than all of them. That's Jesus right there. That's my friend. And let me tell you something. There have been some times that life turned on me And I looked around, friend, where are you? Friend, where are you? But let me tell you something. There's been one friend that's been there through it all. Isaiah 54.10 says, For the mountain shall depart, and the hills be removed. Listen to me. But my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that have mercy on thee. Let me tell you something. Jesus will never turn His back on you. Jesus will never betray you. Hello, y'all listening? Let me get this a little closer. There you go. Jesus will never turn His back on you. I want to share this. And we're going to prepare for a hymn of invitation. What a friend we have in Jesus, Brother Norman. What a privilege it is to carry. What a friend. What a friend. Listen to me. Let me tell you about my friend Jesus who died for me when nobody else was willing to. But can I say this? No matter how many times I've let Him down, He's forgiven me. I've had friends in the past not forgive me. But Jesus forgives me. He shows mercy on me. He shows grace on me even when I'm not worth it. you ever had a friend? He ain't worth talking to. I've been that kind of friend to Jesus. But He talks to me because He loves me. He still shows mercy and pity upon me because that's that's what a true friend is. That's that agape love. That love that doesn't have conditions on it. That love that goes beyond our actions. Well, if I act right, if I act this certain way, maybe they'll be my friend. Let me tell you something. Jesus will be your friend regardless of your actions. I've acted like a fool in my life before, and Jesus is still my friend because He forgave me, and He let me return back into the fold. Now, that's a friend. That's a friend. The toughest decisions in my life, but my friends wasn't there to help me. Or it may have been at midnight, and I wouldn't—I just wouldn't call anybody. You know what? I could call on Jesus. Now that's a friend. The greatest achievements of my life: the day I got saved, Jesus was there. The day I got married, of course, Jesus was there. When my three beautiful little children entered this world. My best friend was right there helping them little babies. He's been there for everything I've ever gone through. Every time i stumbled, he's been there to pick me up. Every time I felt like I was the only one in this world, he sent that sweet Holy Spirit to comfort me and remind me I wasn't alone. Man, you won't talk about a friend. Let me introduce to you this morning the greatest friend a man, a woman could ever have. And his name is Jesus. And you're not going to get Him because of your good works. You're not going to get Him because of baptism. You're going to get Him on His merit and not yours. Thirteen years old, I humbled myself and I said, Lord, save my soul. Forgive me of my sins. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That day He came, my friend. And these people that say, well, if you do something wrong, you lose your salvation. That's not my friend, Jesus. When my friend Jesus came in and saved me, He keeps me saved. he He doesn't run off every time I mess up. He stays right there loving on me. Oh, what a king. What a friend we have in Jesus. Let's stand this morning. If you need to be saved, would you come? I want to encourage you. Child of God, these altars are open. These graduates need prayer this morning. There's people in our life that need prayer. They're making some of the biggest decisions of their life. Let me tell you, we need to pray for them. We need to pray a hedge about them. We need to pray God will protect them. If you have a decision, would you come? If you need to join the church, would you come? What page is that? 3.15. As we sing, y'all come.